Hello. Welcome to Still Sober with John Rabin. Finally getting used to the new name. I didn't really rebrand, I just shortened it. It keeps the same essence of what makes this podcast, which is basically me talking into a microphone for roughly half an hour about whatever. Hello. Again. This is episode 158. Year four, of course. I am recording this um, today, the 4th of July. Wouldn't it be uh, shitty if I just spent the next 30 minutes talking about uh, our nation and um, celebrating its history? Would How, uh, with my vast knowledge of, uh, of our nation's history, I could just uh, ramble and tell you things you already know. I'm not going to do that. I'm not recording this because of the national holiday. I don't even have anything to talk about specifically about it. I'm just doing it today because there's a sweet spot to record. The sweet spot is late afternoon on 4th of July. I'm doing that because tomorrow I go pick up my, my wife from the airport today Later tonight, um, people are going to be uh, setting off their fireworks, but nobody's really doing it right now in the afternoon. Also, it just kind of rained and thundered a little bit outside, which really subdued the two cats and the dog. So everybody's just kind of chilling out right now, and I think they're all right. I'm looking. I think they're all... um, Q-tip is... uh, lurking around I just got through done, uh, cleaning up basically doing like laundry and tidying up the apartment and cleaning the you know sweeping and all that doing vacuuming all the stuff that I should have uh, probably done increment incrementally um, over the week that my wife's been gone but I decided to save and wait till the last minute to do which should not surprise anyone. This sounds like a very husband thing to do. Very, you know, something something men like to do. Which is, uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna fuck off for for eight days, and then on the ninth day, the last minute, I'm gonna try to fix everything so that when the wife comes back, she's like, "Oh, you kept it nice." Yeah. Yeah, I guess. So it's been uh, it's been something I I touched on it last week. About uh, just how it's affected us. Um, I'll tell you about. okay. so the pets, this is how it's affected the pets. The first few days, they chilled the F out. They just kind of hung out and like sat around slept and rested and just kind of sat there waiting thinking any any moment you know waiting uh, saving their energy for um when my wife came back you know because they don't they 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 don't tend to perform and you know really act up unless both of us are here i mentioned that last week so that's what they did for a few days but then they slowly kind of settled into well shit maybe this is what's going on now 
So I'm going to have to start fighting for that guy's attention when normally it's the other one. Yeah, normally it's the woman here that we that gives us the attention and the treats and uh, we don't give a shit about that guy. But apparently that guy's the only one here. Fuck, well, I guess we're going to have to deal with that guy. So let's kiss up to him and fight each other for attention for him because this is apparently our only option for the near future. So they really kicked it into gear. Q-tip especially being the rascal that he is. I've had to uh, put his Hawaiian shirt on, which I've mentioned before, but I'll mention it again. He's very hyper. He goes through spurts of running around and messing with everybody like right before early in the morning, sometime, you know, about an hour before we get up and, and they get fed uh, and about an hour before dinner, he's all over the place. So somehow we figured out that if, you know, we've got this Hawaiian shirt for him, when we put the shirt on him, he turns, it turns into just a, like it really subdues him and he just wants to, you know, please cuddle like he's purring but it's just it's it's really just kind of calms him down so i've had to do that every day this week so i still can't tell if he likes it or doesn't he's just like ah i don't know i don't know so uh so that's what's been going on there um i found out while cleaning that he's deathly afraid of the broom which is interesting because he's not afraid of anyone or anything in this apartment except the broom. Now that's kind of sad because that means that before he was, you know, before he was adopted into our family, like somewhere in the past, before he ended up in a shelter, he was probably abused or threatened with a broom by whoever had him. So that's that's kind of sad when it's like, oh, you're scared of the broom. But also in my head, I'm like, this is good to know because if he's being bad, all I have to do is show him a broom. That sounds cruel, but it's nice to know that a last, that there's, there is a last minute, a last resort thing, which is you can just visually show, you know, ah, huh? trauma. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm going to do it, but it's, it's nice to know that if nothing else is working, I can pull out a broom. I'm just saying, I'm not going to hit him. I'm not going to threaten him. All I have to do is visually go, huh? Scary thing. And then he'll, he'll run away or calm down. I'm, I'm just saying, don't, don't sick PETA on me. Are they even still a thing? Don't, you know, uh, ASPCA or whoever. Uh, I'm just, I'm just saying it's nice to have an option and that's what I have, but I've been doing all right. Can't wait till my wife comes home. She's really missing me. I'm really missing her. She went to the, uh, she's spending 4th of July. Um, I don't remember what else she's doing, but they went to the Statue of Liberty this morning, which is pretty rad because she sent me a photo of her wearing one of those hats with the, the, Statue of Liberty thingy on her head. That's like typical. It's like, okay, that's perfect. That Now that is how you spend 4th of July, my friends. So good for her. 
So uh, I guess this is kind of related to the 4th of July. I mean, it's, it's absolutely related. It's not about the 4th of July, but it's definitely connected to it. I have been telling, I've told people and believed that I don't like fireworks. Just don't like them. Don't enjoy them. And upon reflection and really figuring it out, I've, yeah, I finally uh, nailed down what it is. And um, because I, what I've told people before is that I don't give a shit about fireworks. And this is true. I don't give a shit about fireworks because I've fired guns and I've taken psychedelics. So it's like after you've seen crazy shit tripping, it's like, ooh, bright lights is not the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Um, I've heard loud bangs, you know, semi-assault rifles and pistols. It's like, I, uh, yeah, I've been around. I've, I've done things that uh, so it's like a uh, big fucking deal. Um, now, I still feel that way. It's like, eh, it's great. Cool. Okay. Um, but what I finally figured out is it, it's not that I don't like, it's not that I hate fireworks. I don't like other people's fireworks. So it's, that's really what it is. And, and it, that has to do with a lot of things. It's, it really is, you know, yeah. Am I down with OPP? No. The other P meaning practices and property. So what, when other people are doing things, I'm not a fan of it. Because I've been, I've been involved in things and, and I, I it just kind of dawned on me that I'm like, oh, if we go, like if I go to an event just to watch a fireworks show, I'm going to enjoy it and be like, well, that was cool because it's in controlled environment and it's control. It's an expectation is set. And it's the same thing with like when you're out and about just doing whatever and somebody's blaring their radio really loud or blaring their stereo, even if it's a song you like, if you're not in control of it, you're not doing it. It, it kind of, it's kind of annoying. It's like, fuck you, turn that down. Even though that's a song from one of my favorite bands. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> it's just, it's only because that person's doing it. And it's definitely a control issue. I'm aware of that. But that's what, that's what it is. It doesn't have to do with the actual act. It's why, like, skateboarders doing things in the background and, like, loud, like, you know, messing around with a railing or something over there while I'm trying to do something over here, even though I love skateboarding, I'm not going to go, Ooh, that's cool. I'm going to be like, Hey, shut the fuck up. Like I, I'm not going to, but you know, I want to, it's my first reaction is shh. I'm busy over here. You're just, you know, you're fucking up everything. And that absolutely is a control issue that I need to deal with. Well, by deal with, be aware of it, at least. Figure out why 
you know, where it comes from. I know where it comes from. And it has to do with uh, anxiety that is created um, out of uh, out of something that I'm not expecting, you know, that I don't have control over. You know, the unknown is is scary. And that's and that's something that uh, that I'd like to, um, you know, that I that I'm that I've read up on. And I've worked on and want to continue working on. And I think the uh, the the as I brought it up several times, it's I th- it's yeah, it's tied to recovery and mental health and um and cognitive behavioral therapy is absolutely something I think that that I could benefit from. I think we all could. Um, I've talked about CBT, CBT before. CBD? No, CBT before. And uh, and you guys are aware of it. Um, and I've I've looked because it's it's you know I've been looking for different tips and stuff and um, like examples and and like some some good writing and the problem is I'm looking on the internet so I am um, going to have to actually break down and maybe go through Audible and get a CBT book to kind of listen to so I'm going to look into that um, in the meantime I've kind of I pulled up this page that uh, that I'm going to share um, just some steps that they that they recommend. That's a um, written by a, a doctor, uh, Doctor Constantine Lucan, which I'm like, all right, I already like the name. Um, so I wanted to share this, but uh, I do want to point out um, that any time that I've looked up dealing with anxiety and control issues, you know, and you try to look for examples and see how people have, uh, you know, there's some examples and see how people have reacted and, you know, treatment and that sort of thing. Whenever you try to look it up online, the examples they give are some extreme shit. It's always has to do with trauma. They all, it's always like serious trauma or, you know, it's like, uh, Oh, you know, Sally had control issues because she was molested. And it's like, no, 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 no. Uh, dial it back. What about just people with control issues that just have some anxiety? You know, it's, 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 no serious trauma. What about some other control issue examples? And he goes, oh, Bob has control issues. And this has uh, caused him to abuse his spouse. I'm like, fuck, this is not. I'm not. Do we have any reasonable middle ground here just uh just like people uh i'm kind of cranky and i uh you know uh um people at work rub me the wrong way occasionally like where's the reasonable hey here's some tips to help out with just your reasonable control issue not the out of not the control issue that's ruining your life and turning you into an abuser or a victim like it's can we yeah, where is the uh, hey? Let's deal with mental health for people who are functioning and aren't uh, out of their goddamn minds. Why does it have? Why does it always have to be all these really big? Let's go big, go hard, or go home. No, let's let's. Uh, how about you know in the middle? It's crazy. Uh, I like how it's uh, okay. The three C's of cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh, those are not the C words that I know. 
Okay, the three C's are catch, check, and change. And the whole thing about CBT is that it's the whole idea. Okay, so catch. Now, identify the thought that comes that came before the emotion. Reflect on how accurate and useful and useful that thought is. Then changing that thought to a more accurate or helpful one as needed. So the idea is you feel a certain way, you have thoughts, they make you feel a certain way, and then you act on the on those feelings, and that action is, you know, not productive or can be destructive. So the idea for CBT, I know some of you know this, but I'm going over it again. The idea is when you have the emotions, you need to, to you reflect you know, and you realize it, having self-awareness, you realize the emotions are going to make you act a certain way before you take action and do some shit. You go back and reflect on the thoughts that brought up the emotions and you start analyzing those thoughts. You're know, like, how accurate is this? How rational is this? Is this true? Is this just something you feel? Why do you feel this way? You know, and, and you reflect on that so that it can then change the emotion. Once you adjust the thoughts, then the emotions aren't as severe. So then you don't act out and do something bad or whatever. So that's the idea. And some of the, some of the uh, tips, it's like five surprisingly effective cognitive behavioral therapy exercises. All right, surprising, are they? Number one, engage in active problem solving. Take specific actions to find solutions and make the best of a situation. All right, number two, restructure your thoughts. Identify negative thought patterns and disrupt them before they lead to negative behavior. Well, you know, CBT, like I said. Number three, by the way, I'm skipping a whole lot of text because, you know, why would I do that to you? Number three, break up your tasks into smaller, more manageable steps. Tackle difficult and seemingly overwhelming goals by systematically breaking tasks into smaller steps. Right. Basically, you having small having small wins throughout the process, you'll be able to get much further than thinking about the issue as one big looming chore. Now that's that's true. There's nothing like a uh, I'll tell you what, you know what's one big looming chore? Life. So you get through life by breaking those up into little things. All right, number four, schedule new activities. Engage in activities and behaviors that you wouldn't normally do. This will help bring you out of your shell and bring new responsibilities that can have beneficial effects to your entire well-being. Well, we'll see about that. I don't know about doing new things. Schedule new activities. Actually, this does work, um, and that's the good thing about this is that that's that's where marriage for me has come into play because my wife is the one that comes up with new activities, and then now I'm just kind of going, yes, let's do it because I don't want to do anything. And then every time, every suggestion that he, she has, when we follow through it, it's always been good, and I've always been like, I'm glad. We did that. I, I have yet to come across a, that was bad. I wish I did just stayed home and done nothing. So that's a good one. And then number five, practic, 
practice mindful meditation and relaxation and relaxation breathing as opposed to, you know, stressful breathing. Don't practice stressful breathing, you guys. Don't sit there and hyperventilate multiple times a day as if that's going to be a good exercise. You need to do uh, relaxation breathing. Yes, I am mocking this because most breathing is relaxing. Like when you're mindfully doing it. So I just think that's a repetitive phrase. Dr. Lucan. Uh, yeah, so those are all good suggestions. I'm actually going to write these down when the podcast is over so that I can see if that actually works this way or moving forward. It's nice having a reminder. Bing. I just hit uh, a thing. So, yeah. Well, I hope you're doing all right. The collective you. I hope you are doing all right. I hope uh, if you're a sober person, I hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, I hope you're staying sane. I hope that you've been enjoying going out, dealing with other people. As we kind of ease back into it, I hope that uh, if you're not okay with things, if you're still experiencing anxiety, that you're taking care of it talking to somebody about it that sort of thing because I feel like a lot of people are just ignoring what's been going on it's like well that was fun 2020 was over let's move on no I'm not going to address anything that we you know any of the PTSD or any kind of the shit I'm just going to suppress it um, it's like my neighbor who works in a bar told me that there was a guy who had a, almost a mental breakdown about because she forgot his ketchup and was like please I really need ketchup and he, she was like holy shit she like dropped everything and went and got the ketchup and she said that his his wife was like I sorry I don't know what that was about I'm like I know what that's about you know ketchup is a metaphor that's what it's about <laughs> it's it's the metaphor for everything. The man needs help. He needs to go talk to somebody, figure out what's going on. And how he's dealing with everything. I know we've been saying give give yourself a break. But now also deal with what's going on. Have you resolved your issues? That may have, you know, dealing with just everything over the past, what, 16, 18 months. It's, uh, it's something. It's something to deal with. We can't just be like, all right, back business as usual. Hey, I am drinking more. You know? So, hope you're taking care of yourself. Hope you're taking care of uh, the people that you care about. The ones you love. Keeping in touch with them. And blah, blah, blah. Hope it. So, have a good week, everybody. Um, stay cool. It's going to get goddamn hot. Like it has been up, up north. 
So it's only going to get hotter. So stay cool, everybody. Drink lots of water. Um, and we'll see you next week. It's been Still Sober with John Raven. Later. Gotta get away, gotta get away, gotta get away